Hey everybody, this is Ben, and you're listening to Pseudophiles. So this week I have to confess, we had some technical difficulties, and we lost the audio data the first time we recorded it, but we really enjoyed the topic this week, so we recorded it again from a laptop, and it, the mic settings weren't quite where we wanted it to be, so if you notice that the audio doesn't sound quite as good as it usually does, well you're not crazy, that's what happened, the mic settings were messed up. And it kind of sounds like a 50s radio show. So um, thanks for bearing with us. And I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of Pseudophiles. talking about the Wendigos, and the that is the Wendigos. way we've decided is the way it's pronounced, that, I guess. That is it. I think, Wendigo. I'm pretty sure Sam and Dean kept saying Wendigo, Well, from what I remember. And yeah, and the but way I've that I... But Wendigo saw, other places. Yeah. Yeah, and the way Same that way. I saw it spelled a lot, it did a double I, when D, W-E-N-D-I-I, which I would assume that means like a long E sound. Wendigo. Yeah. Which I'm fine with either. It, it seems like, like we said earlier before it got cut off that there's so many different pronunciations out there. So it's yeah, kind of hard to nail it down. And pronunciations definitely. So just kind of rewinding. So the Wendigo is a part of Algonquin folklore. Um, Algonquin, for those that don't know, I guess is basically a group of tribes, Native Americans, that. Uh, you know, their language shares the same roots as the Algonquin languages, you know, mm-hmm. so like the Roanoke, we've talked about that in the past. They're part of that. Um, there's many others, mostly Northern tribes, a lot, um, the majority in Canada, the majority of them are in Canada. Yeah. Canada, <laughs> Northeast, mm-hmm. just Northern America. Yeah, yeah. There have been mm-hmm. Wendigo spottings in far Northern America and in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a cold weather fiend uh so and they've they're almost always spotted in wooded areas according Mm -hmm. to legend um they have antlers typically Mm -hmm. um and we talked about i was just gonna say i've i heard somebody describe them as like the mythical creature of lonely places like they just kind of reside yeah in the middle of the woods like isolated areas which that makes sense when, whenever we get to my topic, or at least my, I'm going to talk more about the, the philosophy of it or the metaphor of it. Sure. It seems to exist. Yeah. So Wendigo is, I mean, like we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, like it's not really a cryptid. It's more of a legendary creature. You could even say that it's a little bit more abstract than that. Um, people believe that it could either take the form as a monster, which is that antlered biped that you see yeah or it like kind of it possesses people or takes over people and makes them you know cannibalize you know their loved ones or whatever depending yeah on what story you hear and i think according to legend it's both like they're actual wendigo and then if you get close enough to one you can become possessed by its spirit mm-hmm. and it is still a thing that exists that you just right. happen to come in contact with or mm-hmm. Um, and you just I fall think, under influence. Yeah, I think even thinking about it too much, um, and you can become exposed mm-hmm. to it, like, in your dreams. Um, and then, yeah, there was a case, the case of Jack Fiddler, um, back in 1907. Mm-hmm. Um, he was of the Algonquin, one of the Algonquin tribes, and he, um, was a guy that was arrested... Because he had claimed to have killed, I think it was like 14 some odd people mm-hmm. who he thought were Wendigos. And he had claimed to have killed them before they could transform yeah. and hurt other people. And yeah, he was actually, he was arrested, but then he hanged himself before he could be tried. And so that actually, like, they were one of the last tribes that were not under Canadian law. Like, they were under their own mm-hmm. kind of thing still. 
but uh, they were then forcibly put under Canadian law after that incident because it was just like, all right, we can't just have these random right. tribes. It's a civilized nation now. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the antlers, um, as I was saying earlier, um, are definitely like a camouflage and a lure um, because hunters are typically the ones that fall prey to the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the antlers are like a perfect lure because, you know, they're hunting deer. And so if legend has it, if you get close enough to see antlers, but it's not a deer, it's a Wendigo, then you're close enough yeah. to just die and disappear because mm-hmm. it got you. The way that it's described really remind me of the uh, Jersey Devil a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has antlers as well. I think, yeah. right? I think the Wendigo is a little more scary than the Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's how I feel. Going like the way it's alive. Descri- well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a terrifying Native American spirit. I just thought that those... Gone sour. Interesting that they're both in kind of the same region. They're both kind of gaunt, antlered creatures. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any connection whatsoever there, but I just thought that was an interesting. Yeah, thing. it is. I think physically they're somewhat similar, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think that the Wendigo is more connected to either as a relative of Bigfoot, from what I've read, or it could also uh, resemble a werewolf. From what people yeah, have they said. kind of look werewolfy just with antlers, like werewolves with antlers. Yeah, they're they've got the teeth and they look terrifying. They yeah, they've just the humanoid figure but with claws. And, and they're huge. Yeah. And I read that they can like they take the shape of what they eat and they're never full. Like they'll just keep like like they just have to eat. It's an insatiable hunger. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's one of the trademarks of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it, we'll probably get into with your stuff, Taurus. They like that's what. Like, for people, that can symbolize greed or, yeah. you know, uh, gluttony or, you know, whatever yeah. uh, the, the classic sins you can think of. Yeah, or it could be a literal thing, which is Wendigo psychosis, which I think is what you're going to talk about, which is a literal, yeah. like, craving yeah. for human flesh. Yeah, yeah, which is super odd. Because, I mean, every, th- every article I read about Wendigo psychosis was that, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, it's, you know, it's not necessarily scientific like people who just undergo this uh flesh crazed you know mania yeah which yeah we'll, we'll get into that mm-hmm. I, I think you said earlier before the the recording stopped that you hadn't really been aware of this since up until like last year yes yeah. yeah i didn't know much about the wendigo just because well first off in in the south most of the cryptids or legendary creatures you hear of or, you know, Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't hear a lot about the Wendigo. I mean, it, it does take place in pop culture, but it's just not as prominent. Yeah, the only places I really saw it in pop culture were... Like Supernatural? Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say I should have got that bell, that uh, <laughs> Supernatural bell. Yeah, that was a very easy, or very early season... I think season one. I think it was like episode two. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Very early. That, um, I think that is also suggested to be the, spoiler alert, uh, mm-hmm. uh, part of the Monsters in Before Dawn, mm-hmm. the video game. Why don't we just do a Supernatural podcast? I feel like at this point we talk about it. <laughs> Probably because there's go, already 300 of them Let's just go there. episode yeah. by episode. <laughs> No. As okay. much as we it's like continuing. it, I'm sure there's 300 way more dedicated people doing podcasts. I don't know. I think ours would be funnier because they'd all be oh, serious yeah. Oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. And we'd just mm-hmm. make fun of it. Well, mm-hmm. you convinced me. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love I would show. love it. <laughs> I'll do an X-Files one. I'll do... Here's what we should do. We should do a, a side-by-side each episode. We're reviewing an episode of Supernatural and an yeah. episode of Frasier. We try to draw <laughs> connections between the two. Yes. I'd be down for that. What would you call? What would you call that? Supernatural Fraser. I was gonna say more like, I'm listening, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Um. Anyway, I wanted to kind of go back to this Jack Fiddler thing because it seems to okay. be where the modern interpretation of a wendigo started kind of mm-hmm. um there was also a story published around that time called the wendigo but this happened separately of that i believe because mm-hmm. it was this uh 
sort of, like I said, it was this tribe that was still very much on its own, had its own laws. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like maybe Jack Fiddler popularized it, but it, it seems like it's a it's pretty embedded in their lore. Yeah, it's been around. I mean, it's I, I wasn't saying it hasn't been sure, around, sure. but that kind of is what seems to have brought it back from mm-hmm. what I read, like and put it into like the modern day lore mm-hmm. as we know it, like on Reddit and sure. and on No Sleep and whatever you know, creepy pasta, whatever stories mm-hmm. we can read. Um, he was this guy that was the chief and shaman of his tribe, and his dad was also the shaman and chief before him. Um, like I said, yeah, it was 14 Wendigos he, like, claimed to have killed, but they were just all sick people. Mm-hmm. Um, but people would... The claim was that people, like family members of very sick people, would call him mm-hmm. to uh, euthanize these people before they could turn into Wendigos. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, that makes me wonder if it was outright murder, or if it was more of like a... It was probably murder. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, but that's kind of the modern day, like, argument of, like... Murder versus mercy it's killing. Kind of mercy killing, like, would they would they have died anyway? Like, you know, was it just outright, like, he killed some healthy person because of this, they got caught up in these... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, Ir- like, in Irish culture, changelings is kind of like, you know, they yeah. killed him and they suspected of... Similar. Yeah, or they mm-hmm. left him out in the woods or something. I think we talked about that a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, Joe's most recent episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, he Apparently his own brother turned into a Wendigo um, because they ran out of food on a trading expedition. So I guess that means he killed his own brother. Because he was about to, his brother was trying to eat him? I think so, like from... Mm-hmm. Or they maybe just thought that because people were hungry and maybe this guy was acting a little mm-hmm. crazy or he was getting desperate, yeah. you know? Also, isn't it kind of terrifying knowing that that's inside you? Like, you could potentially be so hungry that, that you, would you, eat would, a person. you would potentially need, want to eat somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, the, what was the, the Donner Party? Yeah. 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 In Utah? Right. Uh, where they yeah they, they crashed in the mountains or or what was I'm really not really I can't remember the story that well it was I say crash no I, I think they just got stranded in the mountains like and it was cold and oh, they, right. yeah. they had they cannibalized each other to mm-hmm. stay alive I mean just the desperation will make people do crazy yeah. things it reminds me of that short story I think it was in the Skeleton Crew mm-hmm. by Stephen King I can't remember what it was called but it was only like. I don't know. It was a really short story. It was only like yeah. maybe 10 pages long or less, but it was this doctor gets stranded yes. on a desert Island and he's a surgeon. And so it's literally an Island that's like as big as this room. And so he's trying to catch birds and things like that, but he just runs out of shit to catch. And so he actually starts surgically removing his own limbs and eating them. Uh, yeah. So he's just slowly like this, he slowly dies that way. I mean, he runs out of things to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like he's talking about taking his foot, and it's like very detailed. Yeah, it is um, written as a journal. It is. Yeah, it's yeah, it was. I forgot about that. It's his journal. <laughs> it apparently, is like found or something. I mean, Ugh. that's what you assume because we're hearing the story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I cannot so, imagine. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's literally inside all of us. I mean, the like hunger and thirst will make people do insane things that, that we never thought possible. Like yeah, in, in a just civilized kind of, community. Just revert to your primal instincts to survive. Yeah. And you do what you gotta do. But at the same time, I feel like some people have more of a constitution than others. I don't know. I don't know if... So at the same time, I want to think maybe I or the people I would be stranded with would be able to overcome that insatiable urge. But at the same time, <laughs> maybe you, you would don't last, know. You don't know. I think certain people would definitely last longer than others. Sure. Before they would have to like be locked in a cage or something because yeah. they were about to literally just kill everybody and eat them. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it would probably come down to drawing straws. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we've seen that in movies and TV shows and books, mm-hmm. you know, where just somebody drew the short one and they were like, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to eat you yep. now. <laughs> yeah, but say, like, for the I, good of the community. I've had that same thought, like, you know, <clears throat> I put myself in that situation mentally. I think I could blah, blah. But then. <laughs> I know, so, it's like you never know until you're Right, but then I'll, I'll also be like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, somebody was trying to give up my family's location to kill them and they're torturing me. I would never do it. Mm-hmm. I could withstand blah, blah, and then I'll stub my toe and I'll just like want 
to die. I'll be <laughs> yeah. on the ground and this is the worst feeling in the world. I'll kill somebody to make this pain stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not nearly as strong as I built myself up in my armor. <laughs> of course, and I don't think anybody is. No. It's just, you never know until you're put into the situation. Yeah. But yeah, this is that's what's interesting about the the Wendigo is that there's a lot of aspects that we're talking about here. It's a mm-hmm. there's this you know lore mythology. There's this almost like bedtime like story aspect to it also. Yeah. Uh, especially from the where it originates. There's also what we're talking about the psychological aspect. If, if you mm-hmm. know if there's some real world application to this. Uh, idea this sort of mania that's talking mm-hmm. about mania is probably not the accurate medical term to, yeah, to sure. use but <laughs> yeah but it seems like <laughs> and Torch you might know more about this since it's more in the realm of what she researched but uh, they used it a lot with uh, like to explain uh, greed I, I saw the word greed a lot whenever I was reading about the Wendigo yeah and so the, what I was gathering from that, that because uh, it was it, yeah it was used basically as a metaphor for greed and not just greed in a money sense just you know greed in any sort of sense like, like in any form yeah. everything from me like this insatiable mm-hmm. you know, whatever and it seemed like a cautionary tale of like this mm-hmm. like I said sort of like a, a bedtime story whatever sort of Sort of the same story that you might have heard, somebody might have told you, or somebody that yeah. you knew that, you it's know... It's like to scare your kids kind of thing, yeah, it sounds like. like yeah. Oh, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it's almost like the northern version of, um, like, the little people in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, don't talk about them, or they'll show up. It's like, just trying to scare people, you know? Like, yeah. don't go out in the woods late at night and, you know, in some cold weather environment up north because the Wendigo will get you. Yeah. Like, I'm sure someone has told their kids it's that. So many of those start off as just a way to, you know, scare kids into keeping themselves safe. Mm-hmm. And I think with the Wendigo, it's a thing to scare kids into doing the right thing, which mm-hmm. a lot of it goes back to the, you know, the lean times during the winter mm-hmm. where food was scarce and people might be tempted to steal from somebody sure. or, you know, take something that isn't theirs to, you know, out, out of greed. And the story I think was just to scare them. Like if you do this, you're going to turn into this weird cannibalistic monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, certain tribes, uh, practiced, here, I need to look up how to pronounce this cause I will totally get this wrong. It is an insane word. Uh, they practice a, a satirical ceremony called the Wendigo Kanza Moan, which they dance backwards around a drum. And basically, what was it? Sort of a tongue-in-cheek, like, and eh, we're, we're singing about the boogeyman. We're, mm-hmm. you know, reminding you guys about the boogeyman. They would do this in the winter pretty much just to reinforce this idea of like, hey, we're we're good people here. We're not we're not Wendigos here. We're you know, we're gonna take care of each other. Yeah. And I think that was the philosophy behind it. But it sort of because it's such a vivid, you know, monster or like the imagery, the description of it is so weird. I think it's kind of evolved into this mm. its own cryptid kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in in more modern times I think it became more of a cryptid. Um, but, you know, like we said earlier, it's more like it could be somewhere between a cryptid and just like a, a spirit or something, which wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily make it a cryptid. Um, it would just be like this evil kind of corporeal like spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read, um, kind of going along with the Wendigo psychosis thing that Wendigo could have been a word that just meant like general mental illness amongst those tribes sure back in the day like uh it was just how they described what didn't really make sense to them you know which i mean it's just it's just been in the past few decades that even you know modern civilizations have started to understand mental illness Mm -hmm. so imagine being this like isolated tribe like tribal member or whatever and then you see like 
somebody just starts acting strangely and it's due to some chemical imbalance in their brain, but Mm -hmm. they say Wendigo, Wendigo or whatever, they're turning Wendigo and then that could become this whole other thing and, and just spread fear. Also, I have to say this back to the Jack the Fiddler. So his real name is actually a, it's a, it's like a long Native American name. So, yeah. And I'll just try to pronounce it right now. It's Zawuno Gizigo Gabo, which basically is interpreted to he who stands in the southern sky. Yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. That's a cool name. His father's yeah. name is Pimi Chikag, yeah. <laughs> which means for porcupine standing sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Poor porcupine standing sideways. Yeah. Porcupine standing sideways. Like, poor, poor dad. Yeah. <laughs> Pee-me, That's a bummer. Pimichi cat. Yeah, right. not to make fun of the indigenous languages, no, but it does no. sound ridiculous. It does. <laughs> I read that and I was and laughing. And I think this is a defunct language now, isn't it? What do you mean? Uh, it's is not. Like a dead language? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe not entirely because it was just you know, a little over a century ago that they were speaking it, but... Yeah, I bet it's... Yeah. It's probably... There's probably very few. You know, it's probably <laughs> like the... Like any First Nation or mm-hmm. Native I mean, American just tribe. Think about, like, like, it's just very little... Just think about Cherokee, which might be the most reserved, preserved language. Yeah. And they are, like, begging people to keep it alive. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. There needs to be an effort. They're oh. actually, like, Cherokee-speaking and teaching churches around here. Is oh, it really? That I yeah, there's uh, there's one in um, Westville. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but that is really cool. It's a it's an English and a Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. And if you learn, if you take a Cherokee language class, you get more scholarship from Cherokee Nation. If you're in India, if you have a Cher- makes Cherokee sense. Yeah. There should be. So they definitely promote preserving language. I'm sure there are, there has to be lots of people making an effort to preserve languages that are dying. I know that there are, I just feel like that should be a, a, a more important thing than it is. Because mm-hmm. I feel, not only are you losing a rich language and culture, you're, you're losing, you know, potentially like oral histories and yeah. You know, yeah. stories that and could I think, be lost forever. And I think with Native Americans, it's also just so sad, you know, because they just like, they're taken over, they're yeah. gone, you know, there's very little... Like full blood Native Americans. Yeah, they left. were run over completely. You know, I mean, so. just like everyone else by the white man. You know, mm-hmm. the sun never used to set on the British Empire, and goddamn, they lived up to that. Freaking white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about white genocide <laughs> again. I mean, they literally had an entire country dedicated to a prison. Yeah, that's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. And we, we lived It was there. a continent, not even a, just country. It was an entire <laughs> continent that they dedicated as their prison continent. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Fuck you, England. <laughs> we haven't done any sort of uh, Australian uh, mythology or folklore. We could like do like some aboriginal... Mm-hmm. I don't know what there is. Nothing legend. even comes to mind. This is just totally off topic. I just thought that maybe that's something we should research. At we some should point. find an Australian or Kiwi. Let's get <laughs> let's get Lucy Lawless. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Zeke. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, she's better on Battlestar Galactica. Wait, she's on Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Hmm. That's a show that a lot of people I like have been on, oh but gosh. I've never watched it. Same it is one of my favorite shows of all time. I've I thought, heard so many good things. I'll have to check yeah, it out. Well, I mean, because like my first exposure to it was The Office, because Dwight's like obsessed with it, and <laughs> I thought it was going to be something super over the top nerdy, but it's so good. You're talking it's about so the good. newest iteration. Yeah, not the old one. Not the seventies one. one. No. one? Okay. I don't. I mean, I some people say it's better, but. I just have a hard time. I have a hard time with something. No, there's no that's that dated. There's no way that TV show in the seventies is better. No, that's not true. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, when it's something like sci-fi like that, it's hard for the effects to hold that, up in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. I think that's what I was getting at. That's, it's really yeah. hard yeah. for a sci-fi show in the seventies to hold up. Exactly. It and just all looks like Doctor Who. Most of the complaints are like the people who really enjoyed the original uh, didn't like, like. Uh, Oh, what's her name? The uh, Starbuck. Starbuck's character in the original was a was a man, oh, and in okay. the newest iteration, she's a woman. Oh, that's, that that will just and they were upset about that. But she really was make actress. people mad. Yeah. Women <laughs> existing. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. But anyways, back to the Wendigo. Yeah, I'm done. No, we're done. <laughs> Moving on. What about TV shows? Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Let's get into that. Well, uh, honestly, skipping to that, we, we touched on earlier the supernatural Wendigo. Yeah. What was, how was that represented? What season was that? It was. <laughs> you know? It was like episode two. We already talked. We already talked about this twice. <laughs> well, I think we talked about it. But it I mean, was se- it was like the er- like the very first season, yeah. and okay. it was like the second episode of the yeah. entire That's series. That's probably why I don't remember it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and I'm actually meant to rewatch that, but I, I just did, did not have time this week. Um, and I remember it well enough. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, and then actually, one of the kids that was in that episode that they saved from the Wendigo. Uh, comes back in like season seven or eight, and oh. gets killed in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's safe in that. Yeah, scene. he thinks, like he takes this girl. It's like season eight or whatever. He takes this girl to like a cabin in the woods because he's a. Do that. Like, don't let's do that. bleep that. You don't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> let's bleep that. <laughs> We're gonna bleep that. I'm just gonna okay. over. I'm just gonna. Like, in my voice, say bitch over what you need to say. Do it. That's not really much better. Because he's a bitch. <laughs> I'm bleeping both of those. Okay. Anyway. So, so why are we not allowed to say bitch on this podcast? I say it's so demeaning to women. Bitch all the time. You're a bitch, Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he, like, literally gets killed in the cold open after mm-hmm. he survived, like, the last eight years after getting almost killed by a Wendigo because mm-hmm. he thinks it's a Wendigo and he starts going crazy. But oh, then, yeah, I remember like, what you're talking about. Like, something else entirely murders him. It may have been Abaddon, the yeah. redhead. Can I just okay. say that in Supernatural, they're the worst at doing the pan to blood splatter. I hate that. It's so lame. <laughs> it's so it. campy. It's and it's yes. like, at this point, it has to be purposely stupid. It has to Because be. it's every single, almost every single opener of every episode ends with screams, and then just splat. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's their trademark. It's so point. lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish they wouldn't do that. And then it cuts to like Sam and Dean in the bunker, and it's just playing that mm-hmm. lame music. <laughs> it is lame music. Either that or they're in the car. Like, well, no news on Lucifer, so I guess we'll do this other case because, like, okay, so Cass isn't in this episode then, so they're gonna do episode, episode, filler episode, monster of the week. Surprise guest star, and they have Felicia Day's back. Oh, she's dead. (laughs) They do. I don't. Women don't survive in that show. No, especially redheaded women. women. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But definitely not women. But I mean, also, it's like nobody survives. It's everyone besides Sam, Dean, and Cass up to this point. That and even they have died. They've died several times. So yeah, but like yeah, Joe and her mother in like the early seasons who I I really liked. Yeah. Um, I wanted. Joe and Dean to hook up, but I'm glad they didn't because he was like, looked at her as like kind of a little sister. Yeah, yeah that would be so. weird. I yeah. did ship it at first, but then I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Dean's like a big brother figure to her, so that would be strange. Yeah, and she looks like 16. She did look very young in that young episode. Dude, she was in an episode of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, really? And it took me like 20 minutes to recognize her because it was like oh, really? 10 years later mm. and she was playing a teacher. She was playing a teacher? I think so. Wow. It was really strange seeing her. She was playing a teacher, and the Slaya was playing a student. The Slaya? Thank God, I missed that pointy. I love that we're only like 30 minutes, and we've already <laughs> switched to Supernatural. <laughs> and Buffy. <laughs> Let's just talk about Supernatural and Buffy. I'm fine I with could that. I could do that all day. But do we? I don't feel like we properly defined when to go psychosis. I feel like we just started talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Torrance, you want to take that one? I think the, the yeah the when to go psychosis thing. I think just really took the name from the you know the, the lore. Mm-hmm. It was something that was already existing. Which uh, one of you guys were saying at the beginning that, or maybe this is part of the episode that we lost, but that it was. That Wendigo psychosis exists in isolation, right? Or or, the, or at least the phenomenon. Yeah, we Wendigo said the, the nickname was what you mentioned. It was like a lonely... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just some, something I heard somebody say. I don't think it's necessarily like you know, canon to the folklore, but it's like the 
The uh, I saw that I read the same thing though, oh, the same did. name. Okay, yeah, so the, what, it's but like I can't the, remember what it was. The uh, legendary creature of lonely places. Yeah, lonely places. Yeah. Was so what, it was. what I got from reading about it, it seemed like the Wendigo. Uh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> Uh, the Wendigo psychosis was uh, sort of just a catch-all term for what other people might call cabin fever or, you know, yeah. just people kind of losing it from isolation and uh, scarcity of necessities. A lot of it was just people being uh, driven desperate from not having means to survive. Sure. And... Um, it just seems well, like this would have been anyone before 1900. Well, here's a... <laughs> I'll just go ahead and read this real quick, because this is, like, the the most famous case of Wendigo psychosis. It was reported... Um, it involved a Plains Creed trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. Yeah. Don't you love that? Swift I read that. Yeah. And uh, during the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son passed away. So 25 miles away from emergency food supply, so pretty close. I mean, like, 25 miles is still a pretty good distance, but you're close enough. It's like if you're starving, you can make it 25 miles yeah. to get some food. Even on foot. Right. And uh, so he's 25 miles away from his food supply, um, and Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and remaining children. Like that close. And so that's, like, uh, it's documented, you know, it's, like, he was put to death for doing that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and yeah, so like it seemed like something just overcame him, and he just couldn't wait any longer. Yeah, I, I read the same thing that you're talking about, and that went so much differently than where I was, thought it was going. Is that him and his children were, you know, there's, you know, out there. It was a hard winter. His eldest son died. I thought the next thing was going to be so he ate, ate the, the son. son. Yeah, yeah. Right. But then the next line is like, and then he killed his entire family. <laughs> he ate his whole family. Literally wasted all of this meat, probably too. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he can't eat all that shit. No. <laughs> no, it's like when Chris McCandless, like, I oh, think yeah. he, he killed an elk or, some, or something, a deer. Uh huh. And then he like just felt horrible about it in his journals. He was like, I don't know why I did this. I can't preserve all this meat, and he was yeah. just like scrambling. And which yeah, I mean, maybe what happened was he did. Is that Jack McCandless? It was Chris McCandless. <laughs> okay, I don't or know. Or Alexander Supertramp was his nickname he gave himself. I don't know why I thought it was Jack. No. Which maybe his son did die and they, they did eat him and like he just went, like he just mentally broke and he just went crazy. Possibly. You know, I mean, I, mean, I can't no imagine what that would that, yeah. do to somebody. I mean, I, nobody witnessed it. His whole family was eaten so, or dead, so like. Uh, I think, see, that's why this is, there's no like real medical definition of this and it's it's more just like a pop pop culture term than anything because with most of these yeah maybe they're driven to very desperate ends by their situation there might have been some underlying psychosis that was there to begin with like mm-hmm. you can't really share sure. this is the thing factors. that they were afflicted with was right this new word yeah. that we came cannibalism up cannibalism is uh yeah, I think I mean I think like with anything, it can be either premeditated and something you just enjoy doing, mm-hmm. which I think would mean you're missing a huge part of your humanity. Yeah. Um, or like in this case, in the in the case of Wendigo, um, it's definitely like where people just lost their freaking minds. Well, I mean, just think you've like reverted to your primal instincts. You eat a human being, mm-hmm. and then you like you you're full or like you know you. You've equaled out, and then all of a sudden you have to cope with what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. You've come back to your senses because you've been fed. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, everything would just kind of come rushing down on you, I feel like. Because in the moment, I'm sure that if you're that hungry to eat a person, you don't care what you're eating. Yeah. It's like you said, when it finally... Like it hits you. You get level mm -hmm. and, and full, then... I think there's there's a quote that's like, I don't know, that's something like, oh, it may have been in the novel I just read uh, for uh, kind of a mini book club I'm doing with a friend of the podcast, Amber. We read Galapagos mm-hmm. by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Let me look up the quote to make sure I'm getting it right. I've always wanted to go scuba dive at the Galapagos Islands. I thought that would be like... That's on my bucket list of things to do. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. 
all the animals are weird. Mm-hmm. The giant turtles. Tortoise. Tortoise. I, I rescued a turtle off the road yesterday. Did you? Yeah, or did you turtle. just interrupt his journey? I just moved it. Well, it was in the <laughs> middle of the road. I didn't want anybody to hit it. No, that was good of you. Did you at least move him to the other side of the road? The, yeah, the way he was headed. Okay, good. Yeah. No, I put a back <laughs> Real where he was coming from. He's <laughs> like, try again, turtle. I saw you. <laughs> he was a tortoise. He wasn't a turtle. So I don't, I don't remember if it was actually from that book, but I read it somewhere recently where it just says civilization is only nine meals away from anarchy. Oh, yeah. I've heard that quote. I don't know what that's from either. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but... Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I mean, people just, if your body is desperate for nourishment, then yeah. it, your brain starts to go eventually. Yeah. All right, Torrance, tell us about what do you want to say about Trump. Trump is a Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> He's not smart enough to be a Wendigo. No, that's but a, he is consumed with greed. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing about the Wendigo lore is that they're not just mindless killing machines. They're, uh, according to a lot of the lore, all of it, they're actually very calculated creatures. I mean, to the point that they can actually lure people in. Yeah, there was, oh, I can't remember what it was called. I was reading about this today, but there's another version of the Wendigo. It's like called the... uh, Oh, it's like the way Chege or something like that. It's, a, it's more of a, it's more northern. It's kind of like towards Alaska. Like that, those tribes over there have the, the similar thing to the Wendigo, but it's more of a, uh, uh, like, it's more intelligent. Like it seems like it, it you know, it has a, a, a will and a mind, and it's just trying to like. I think I read what you're talking you know about. What I'm talking yeah. About. <clears throat> yeah. If I find it, I'll, I'll tell you what it's actually called. One thing that, uh, talking about this, made me think of, did any of you guys ever... Wechugay is what it was called, Wechugay. And that was the Athabascan people have that lore. Hmm. Let's continue. Uh, did you ever hear the, the idea or the, the myth that once you taste human flesh, you will get a craving for it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was something that was explored in... That uh, you explore personally? No, always saying in Philadelphia. That was oh, right. plot line. They, I remember that episode because <laughs> they thought they ate somebody, but it was like actually pork or something like that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I like, up, we need more. I think it was like raccoon or something. Oh, but right, yeah. yeah, and they ended up like going to the morgue and paying off the <laughs> mortician to leave. For yeah. <laughs> and they, <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm just reciting jokes from a TV show. Yeah. Then they go up to one body and they're like looking at it and they're like, oh, oh no, like should we do this? And like, and it's a it's a black guy laying on like a black a dead black guy laying on the table. And they turn around, and they see a white guy, and like, oh, this one just seems better. Like, well, should we try this one? <laughs> Lord, um, yeah, cannibalism is something that's been explored um, in Fallout. I wanted to mention too, which I know I. Obviously, have it's mentioned a that that might be my favorite game. I don't know. Oh, it is. I don't know if I've mentioned oh, that. You've, you've, you've played that game <laughs> a few times. Okay. Three of them. Um, but it's uh, and I'm not sure about the older games. I've only watched let's plays of the first two because I just hate the. How, like I, who would play those? I can't games? go back to that type of gameplay. It's turn not how based. I turn based and top down. Like it's not how I grew up playing. Um. So I just go back to get the lore and watch Let's Plays Mm -hmm. because just the lore is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But in Fallout 3, there's a community, just a random community of, like, there's a couple of, like, destroyed houses, but then there are a couple of intact houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are two families that live there. And they did a really good job with the, the feel of it. Um, because you you walk into this town, you start talking to these people, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, something's up here. Mm-hmm. So you can go just like in you know other RPGs, you can go Sorry, several. Which Fallout are you talking about? This is in Fallout Three, this particular okay. one. Um, but you can go several different different ways about the quest, and it can end several different ways. Um, but you, if you have a high enough lockpick and sneak skill, you can go 
to the basement of one of the homes and you can find just like a bunch of dead bodies. Oh yeah. You I find out you yeah. find out that they're capturing travelers and eating them. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're this like very 50s style like mm-hmm. put together couple of families that live there. Um and I I don't know. I you end up orphaning their children. Mm-hmm. But there's like an I think there's an old woman that lives in a house in the same neighborhood and she just she's trying to tell you these people are crazy Mm -hmm. these people are wrong um which doesn't really make sense why they wouldn't have eaten that lady because she's trying Mm -hmm. to warn people you know but um and then in fallout new vegas there is an entire uh tribe of people used to be a tribe um they're on the strip of vegas and it's one of the like families that you can get to know um, and they're like this super ritzy hotel slash casino and they're wearing these mm-hmm. like dapper suits and dresses and they wear masks. I can't remember what they're called right now, mm-hmm. but you can find out this whole thing. Like you could, you walk in and some guy asks you to find his son. He went missing in the hotel mm-hmm. and you can ask around and finally you can go like town, like down to the bowels of the hotel and you find like, uh, that this guy has been murdering people and he like they used to be a flesh-eating cannibalistic tribe but mm-hmm. they claim to have tried to go away from that but this guy he's talking to you and he's like once you've tasted the exquisite flesh of blah 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 and like especially if you have the cannibal perk then mm-hmm. you can just immediately open this guy up to conversation about sure. it and talk to him about it mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah it tastes like chicken <laughs> I wonder what it does taste like. <laughs> I always hear turkey. That's the, I, it, who knows why. But that's, uh, from your friends who are cannibals, you heard that? No, I think that's just like the, the thing that people say. What is the, there's there's a sitcom that I watch that, it's a really funny episode, and I can't remember which sitcom it is, but it's, uh, it may have been Frasier, but... Uh, no, are you no. talking about Seinfeld where George is asking Jerry like who he would eat first? No, okay. no, this is this is one where there's a guy that was uh, there was a plane crash that he was in and everyone else died and he to survive had eaten one of the corpses I think mm-hmm. and funny sitcom. I. <laughs> It was funny. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to. I just can't remember it. I don't know. Maybe it was hot in Cleveland or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I'll have to. I don't. I wouldn't even know how to look that up. But anyway, mm-hmm. like people keep accidentally like making allusions to eating flesh around this guy, oh. and he's just like, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> guys. <laughs> is, isn't one of the uh, the euphemisms for cannibalism is eating long pork? Is that long pork? I think it's long pork or something. Yeah, like it's okay. long something. For I've, sure. I've always heard that, and I don't know what that comes from, but I've, I've heard that before. Thinking of uh, Fallout and cannibalism also reminds me of Book of Eli. Did you guys see that? Yeah, a long oh, yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't hear it was. There's Ring My Bell, that freaking song. Every time I hear that, I think of cannibals. You ring my bell. Isn't it the, the two old people that are, mm-hmm. and their hands are shaky? Yeah, he recognizes yeah, the hands shakes. are shaky. That's yeah. another thing in Fallout is like, mm-hmm. you, you can talk to this guy on the strip and he's like, I was a butcher mm-hmm. for a while and there was this competing butcher in town who was getting all the business, his prices were great, and he was mm-hmm. like, I tried to tell the people like that they were eating human flesh and they all had the shakes and... Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they ended up finding a that bunch of bones. seems to be a common bones. theme. I wonder if that's true. I know. That's what I've always wondered. Is it, like, do you actually get the shakes, or is that an urban legend? Is it shakes because of the, how the meat affects you, or is it, like, you want it so bad that you get the shakes? I think it's like supposedly addiction. because of how the meat affects you. Like, it's yeah. not natural for humans to cannibalize. Oh, it's not? <laughs> Which that, I hope not. <laughs> also just makes me think of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. <laughs> the demon barber of Fleet Street. Yeah. Meat pies. <laughs> Did you guys ever mm. see the movie? I, I, I'm the only person I know that's seen the movie called Parents. It's a Dennis Quaid feature. Ew. Not Dennis Quaid, Dennis Randy Quaid, Quaid feature. Oh, it just uh. gets worse. <laughs> it's a. It's set like 1950s, and it's a, just. A, I think it's a, a single, or uh, or an only child, his two parents, and blah blah. His his parents are always throwing barbecues. And the twist turns out that the barbecues were people. They were eating people. Um, it's like a weird horror comedy 
it's a bizarre. It's actually worth watching, but it's never heard of really, that. Really, really mm. strange. Cannibal barbecue sounds like a good time. It sounds like a band. <laughs> Cannibal barbecue. It probably barbecue. is a band. It has to be. <laughs> Some yeah. sort of grind corpse. I'm just thinking of Campbell Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read some stories on Reddit, um, and I looked around the internet for stories of, like, actual encounters that people claim to have had. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories that I read on Reddit were just, like, the no sleep thing. Like, it was, you know, it's told like it's true, but it's totally just a... a fictional thing obviously but there's also this uh channel on youtube that i've kind of become obsessed with it's really lame but it's really cool at the same time um it's this it's called beyond creepy and i'm actually subscribed to it i think i showed you okay <laughs> you I, had a, ear. I had an earwig in my headphone <laughs> Ew. Disgusting. Ew. it so could have gone in your ear it could have wig and Get out. <laughs> um, I'm glad you took care of that. I am too. Ben was just having like well, a I just felt like this tickle on my ear. I was like, what is going on? Do I have a hair that's awkwardly settling on, like, inside my ear? That said, nope, freaks me out. It was out. a bug. That's insane. I hate, anyway. I hate summertime. Kate had the same issue. We have this freaking earwig infestation in this house, which I've never heard of. I looked it up online. Super uncommon. I don't know why here. <laughs> that was the happens. first thing we noticed when we moved into this place. Yeah, and I, mean, I figured it was just because it was a band. Like, it wasn't. Like habitated for a while. Yeah, like, it is pretty benign. Mm-hmm. Like of all the infestations to yeah. have, like I would rather that than, yeah. than something I mean, else. They're really. just annoying. They they're don't, annoying. Like, bite or anything. Yeah, but. they just look weird, and I don't like bugs. So, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, this channel called Beyond Creepy. I've uh, I've ended up like just listening to some of the stories while I'm doing my research. It's a good way to, even if the stories aren't related to whatever we're, topic we're talking about, like it's. When I'm doing research, I'll put on some of these stories just to get into the feel of mm-hmm. if we're talking about something creepy, especially. But it's just this guy talking and recounting a bunch of these stories that he mm-hmm. has apparently gathered up from different people, like across mostly the United States. And um, one of them was about a Wendigo encounter um, up in Minnesota, I think is where it was. And it was a. Uh, about a guy, and he was an older man, and he claims to have, it, he claims to have repressed this memory, and mm-hmm. then it had just come back to him because it was so traumatizing at the time. Mm-hmm. So he said that he and his friend were young, like maybe ten or twelve, and they were going sledding out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And he said that he saw, like he looked over at a tree and like a cluster of trees, and he said that something just didn't feel right. So he like looked back at the tree. Mm-hmm. And he said that he looked, and it looked like it had three trunks. Mm. And he said, well, that didn't look right. So he looked back at it, and then he said he kind of looked up, and he noticed some talons that could have been branches, but they just didn't look right. They didn't Mm -hmm. look like the rest of the tree. He said he looks up at about 10 feet, and he sees this head of a creature with antlers staring at him, and... It has this, like, evil face with these, like, canines. And he was like, so I knew then it was a predator because I had sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. And he could have sworn it was grinning at him. And, yeah, so there's, like, that's kind of the lore, too, is that, like, it... If you look at a lot of the pictures, they kind of look like they have this evil smirk. They do. The Wendigo. And so that was what... Very malevolent looking. Yeah, he said that it was, like several yards away from him so he was able to get away and he said that he kind of immediately forgot about it when he got home um, because he said it was so traumatizing that the the memory just came back to him and yeah that's with a lot of those stories on beyond creepy on that channel that i really Mm -hmm. like it's like you know a lot of these could either be crazy people who really believe that this happened Mm -hmm. um or just storytelling like a no sleep thing yeah you know but that was interesting because like a lot of those stories on there are just from like he tells it like in a very monotone mm-hmm. kind of voice and then he claims that they're from just random people yeah well if you guys ever get a chance i know this was cut out since we had some technical errors at the beginning of the episode but if you ever get a chance to check out the search and rescue subreddit it is so good it's mm-hmm. so well written and if you uh, there's a narrated version and that's a YouTube subreddit too. of no sleep right yeah it's a 
yeah, it's in the No Sleep subreddit, but then it ended up branching off to be its own thing. I can't remember what the uh, the user is called, but it's like it's the stairs or something about that. It's really it's really well written. You should check it I out. I need to check it out. I really yeah. do like the No Sleep subreddit. Because yeah, Kate and I listened to it on the drive to and from Dallas, and we were just like entranced the whole time. We were just so <laughs> good. <laughs> but um, I guess I, my one hypothetical would be. Um, which of us would you have to eat? Would you want to yep, eat? That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> I know that I have the most to go around. <laughs> but if you want something leaner, Which, but maybe. But at the you... same time, you got to think of it as, like, any one human being is going to be plenty to fill anyone up. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't really matter. I tend to like side. I tend so to like lean and gamey meat, so I think I'd go with Ben. Damn it. I like deer meat. Very gamey. <laughs> I feel like you'd kind of taste like a deer. You think i taste like a deer? Yeah. That's nice. Or a gazelle. Yeah. I don't know what gazelle tastes like. I don't know. <laughs> Probably like deer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, there was... Recently, we watched an episode of Seinfeld where George is very put out that Jerry says that he would eat Kramer before George. <laughs> he's like, well, we're, we're best friends. Why wouldn't you eat me? He's like, I don't know. I want something, you know, he's lean. It's protein. It's more healthy. You know? <laughs> Not just a bunch of fat. And George is like, well, he's like, you wouldn't eat me at all. And then Jerry's like, if other people are having some, I'll try some. <laughs> 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 I love Seinfeld. It's just like all the conversations you have with your friends. Yeah. But it's like legit. It feels like even though it's a sitcom, like it's not yeah. one of those where someone makes a joke and nobody in the sitcom laughs. Yeah. Like you get a yeah. lot of genuine laughs from yeah. like Elaine mostly. Yeah. You know, it's like very genuine. Mm -hmm. Just about the stupidest fucking conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Still watch it. It's been on sure for about nothing. Or not been on. It was what? what it started for like nine 19... years. Yeah, but it started back in 19... It was or, like 89, wasn't it, it? I think it was 89. Yeah, it's been on for almost... Or not... It's almost 30 years old. Oh, man. Yeah, that's Dang. insane. Weird. Anyway. Yeah, that was my contribution. Who would you eat? I don't know. That's a hard one. What about you? I, would, I was the only one that answered. That's true. I would. I think I would go the Stephen King route. Chop my own leg off. Yeah, right? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but you're not a surgeon. You would bleed out immediately before you could even get a taste we, of yourself. We could burn it closed, you know? We'd cauterize <laughs> oh, it real God. quick. Before you and then he passes out and dies of pain. Just sheer fucking pain. You just die. Can you die of pain? <laughs> you can pass out. I. Whenever I was a kid, I always thought... You can like, die of shock, can't you? I don't know. I always looked at the base of my thumb and looked, thought, you know, that kind of looks like a little chicken leg. You know? <laughs> yeah, like a drumstick? Yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. drumstick. Yeah. I think I could cut that off and... I don't know. You'd have, like, you'd have to go like I mean, this. It would be more, so painful. There's so many bones in there, yeah. man. It would be more of a midnight snack type thing, but... <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm a little, a little peckish before bed, and I'm just going to cut off my thumb. <laughs> For a meal, I would, I, you know, take a calf off or something oh, like that. Yeah. God. All right. Maybe boil my foot. Yes. Like Are you a witch? <laughs> He's got a cauldron. No, I'm making soup. Soup. I feel like after this episode, I need to learn how to forage, just for my own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Know what's edible in the woods, <laughs> so I don't have to resort to such things. These berries won't kill me. These berries will kill me. These berries will give me raging diarrhea. <laughs> Worth it. I'd rather have raging diarrhea than eat a human being. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, do you guys have anything else before we wrap this up? No. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, please, if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at podcast.pseudophiles.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out and gets us uh, a little bit more on the, on the radar. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.